Hello, good morning everyone. Welcome to another week of tragedy and despair and the world just burning in chaos. I'm kidding. It's actually been a very decent week, guys. Is that weird? Is that weird that we're happy and we're we're just living life? I mean, except for two things that happened to me this week was off pretty much to a good start and then my brother got in a car accident and the toilet exploded on me but my brother is fine the car accident wasn't serious on his end the car completely totaled he was with his worker um if none of you know this already my brother is on the autism spectrum and he got a new social worker and they were about to uh, go off on a journey of some sort, whatever people do with their social workers, and a car hit them head on, but my brother is fine, he just banged up his knee a little bit, social worker's car, not so much, other person's car, not so much, the person that hit them, nowhere to be seen, apparently fled, so if there is a real busted up car out there give him a good middle finger for me and then the toilet though the toilet just exploded the same day like you know in movies when it just floods and floods and floods and you're like oh my god what's happening I don't know what to do that was my toilet so it was it was a crazy time that was Tuesday but other than that it's it's been it's been a decent week guys I think I am in some kind of denial really I don't think that my life should be fine especially since I was having like how many mental breakdowns these past weeks that I should be content with what's happening with me. And that's why I feel like I'm in some sort of denial. Because now that I've just been like the hooters and the cooters are to myself lately. I've, I don't have any guys blowing up my phone. Which is, I mean, which is what I wanted. But then at the same time, like, wow cool thank you for confirming what I already knew so I don't have that drama and other than like this little friend thing that's still happening that I hear about every once in a while I have no friend drama either no friend drama no guy drama no family drama which it's my family there should be drama every day with them I just come home, I go to bed, I wake up, I just be lazy, I go to work, I come home, I go to bed. I repeat the same process every single day and that's weird because it's too, it's too nothing. So I'm waiting for some kind of, something's going to happen. Maybe I'll have a huge mental breakdown soon, who knows? It could be coming up because 
I was never a big crier. And then all of a sudden I just started crying all the time once I started getting more depressed. And I haven't cried a lot lately either. And that's weird too. Like I haven't, I don't know. I do not know. But Netflix now has my favorite romance movie, Something Borrowed. And I will probably eventually cry to that because it, that movie gets me every freaking time. I've read the book. I think there's a sequel. I never read the sequel. But the movie, oh. And you, you wouldn't think that this would get to me because uh, it's the movie is about this girl who is celebrating her 30th birthday and her best friend is engaged to a guy that she introduced them to and you learn like literally the beginning of the movie so this is not giving anything away that the guy well she had a crush on the guy when they were in college but she never told him because he's like you know hot eight pack not even six pack like eight pack super smart lawyer you know and she's like, oh, brown hair, nerdy. And her best friend is like, haha, skinny blonde. You know, the stereotypical romance thing. And then the guy was like, what? You had a crush on me? You should have told me. Because apparently he had a crush on her in college too. So then they hook up the night of her birthday. But oh, problem because... He's engaged to her best friend. And then that's when the antics unfold. But John Krasinski's in it. Oh, so cute. I love him. And he just like, he's like the best friend of the girls. And he's obviously in love with the main character. But now she's in love with the best friend's fiance. And we just have all the fun little romance tropes that these like rom-com has but there's like one point in the movie when you know it's the climax everyone's mad at each other everyone's breaking up yada yada can't talk and she was just like I want to be someone's first choice and he's like you were always my first choice oh gets me every time it's me every time. John, you can't be saying that. Making these women fall in love with you. Because this was like, I think it was after his office days. Or he was still doing The Office maybe. I'm not sure. I did, I've never watched The Office. But I think it was like either The Office was almost over or The Office had ended. And I don't even know if he was married to Emily Blunt yet. Because this is an old movie. But I recommend. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. And once you see that scene, it'll break your heart just like mine. Especially for someone who always feels like they were never first choice. Like, people tell you that you're the first choice, but you're not the first choice. Because you see their actions. Like, and actions are more than words sometimes. That gets you. That gets you right in the feels. Because you're like, I just want someone to say that to me. I want to be someone's first choice. I don't want to be like, oh, well, your friend didn't want me, so I want you. Or, oh, I'm also talking to your friend and talking to you. You know what I mean? Like, you want to just be 
you're the one i saw you you're the one no i'm not trying to get with everybody in the friend group just trying to get with you because i love you for you so i'm sure that movie will make me cry eventually but for right now your girl's good we're happy we're not having emotional breakdowns i uh I went to, oh, sorry, you know, it's early, it's early, I got up, and I feel like I actually didn't need to get up today, but I did, and so, I'm just tired, and I have no coffee, I have none, no coffee, I'm sad that I have no coffee, Let's have a moment of silence for me not having any coffee. Okay, we're back. So yeah, I, uh, what was I even saying? Wow, I'm a goldfish. What was I talking about? (laughs) Oh, well, I forgot. It's only been like two seconds, but that moment of silence really did something for me. I, uh, had an eventful weekend. I went to a Hocus Pocus movie-themed party, and I was very excited because I got to bust out a costume for the first time because everyone is having, like, Halloween shindigs and stuff like that this year, but also with COVID and Maine is, like, through the roof right now, we might as well be Florida because the outbreaks are unreal unfreaking real and so I'm like I don't know I really want to go to like all these like parties that they're having because I really want to dress up but I'm like eh maybe not maybe not so I went to this Hocus Pocus one I busted out my green corset which she I she hasn't been worn in so long so I got my little like I put on a skirt to make me kind of look like a witch back in the like 1600s you know the corset skirt I put did my makeup my hair but then I kind of looked like I was like Esmeralda kind of like gypsy vibes uh a fortune teller if you will I know gypsy is kind of like a derogatory term now for fortune teller so I apologize but that was the vibe that we were uh going on wish it was supposed to be witchy but whatever and uh, I got to the party. It was lots of good food. We made candles, which were kind of sweet. Like, you just kind of put, uh, like, paper around it. You melted it with a hairdryer, you know. Fire hazards were going on. We didn't care. You don't worry about fire hazards when you're a witch, you know. You feel me? We just walk through the fire. Well, we don't walk to the fire, but I heard that because, you know, uh, a little while ago when we talked, we were talking about um, your like your past self, like if you were reborn and I like was reading up about if you really uh, have a fascination with fire, like it really... um, Like, you're really not afraid of fire. Not that you play with fire. Like, there's a difference. Like, not that type of, like, deal. But you're not afraid of it. Like, it draws you in that you 
probably your past life could have been burned at the stake. Not saying that you're a witch, just like in general, maybe whatever crime you committed that like you were burned at the stake. And I'm like, wow, like interesting because I'm an Aries. So I, you know, fire is our sign and uh, in the description it always says that you are intrigued, you are drawn to fire for being your fire sign, but I don't know, maybe it was like a past self thing, you know, who knows, but we made candles, good time, I did my first like party tarot reading, that was cool. Because I'm still learning. I'm practicing. I don't even know all the face faces yet. Because, you know, you get reversed, upright, all that. They have a lot of meanings. So I usually just use, uh, a, I use like a website to do the general description. But I'm trying to learn a more like what each one means. And then I'll get to the description. But it's fine. Because... I don't have to memorize all of it. I don't have a business as long as the cards I feel like are working for me. But I decide to, you know, I brought the cards. Uh, Callie, she's the one that held the party. Uh, she asked me to bring them. I brought them. I I didn't think anybody would actually want to do it because it's, it's kind of like one of those things where people just don't believe it, which you don't have to. There's a lot of things that people don't believe. But like... The cards don't work unless you truly believe it's happening. It's like one of those things. You have to go into it with an open mind. If you're not going into it with an open mind, then you're not trying to manifest something. And if you're not trying to manifest it, then you're just literally looking at a pile of cards and the cards mean nothing. Like you need to sit, you need to think about it and just be like, okay, I really want to know about my love life. I am open to this. Please tell me more information that I can learn to help me with my love life or money or your job or moving or friends, family, etc., etc. Once your mind is open to it, it's easier to understand the cards. The cards will be more drawn to you because you're using the universal pull, the universal power you know, it doesn't have to be witchcraft. Like I'm not going, I'm not doing a whole spell. I didn't make them say a prayer. You don't have to do all of that. It's just more of like speaking to your intuition, the intuition speaking to the universe, the universe speaking to the cards and so on and so forth. So I did, um, I did that and it was so fun watching people live in their own misery. Now I may sound like a terrible person for saying that. And I don't mean it that way. I promise. I'm not trying to have everybody be as miserable as me in life. But when they are a little miserable, the cards were like so much cooler. Like one girl was so indecisive that we were allowed to draw more cards to help her pick to make that choice, the tough choice she has in her presence. And those cards were also indecisive cards. I'm like, oh. Girl, like something is going on with you. Like you got to get it together, but not in a bad way. But like 
if you are so indecisive that we were allowed to draw more cards and those cards were like girl you're still indecisive you're not gonna make the right choice like wow I feel that for one but two like that's cool like I don't know it was cool I like seeing cards that I never get because every time I draw my cards they're telling me terrible things but they weren't like those cards so it was just exciting it was exciting to see and then we watched Hocus Pocus so it was a good time it was fun and then I went to uh the Freiburg Fair with my friend Robin and her boyfriend John and if you don't know the Freiburg Fair is like a huge fair in Maine everyone goes to it and they didn't have it last year, but they had it this year. And I freaking ate so much food because I still have a broken tooth. I haven't gone to the dentist, but it hasn't hurt me yet. So or it's not affected or anything. But, you know, I just keep having too much stuff happen every single day that I just can't get to the dentist. But that's a whole other issue. Whatever. My was fair. Ate lots of food. I had freaking, like, first off, can't even have cheese. We all know this. Lactose intolerant. I'm old. It developed. What are you going to do? But the first thing I got was cheese fries. Didn't even care. And those were like, like, listen how ridiculous the food was priced. I know the fare is expensive. I know this. I go to fairs every year. I'm not an idiot. But the fare this year, I'm telling you, the prices were like 10 freaking times more so I got a fried drink and cheese nine dollars then I got two churros which by the way I freaking ate both churros I tried to give one away because I'm like I'll never eat these I this fatty ate both and I didn't care I don't give a fuck I ate both of those churros mm, they were so freaking good like oh those cost me five dollars which isn't bad then I got, um, God, what else did I eat? I got corn candy, maple corn candy, because the Canadian me cannot hold back. And they used to be two for $5, and one bag was only $5. Sugar Shack, I'm coming for you. It's, I don't approve. I do not approve. I want two bags for $5, not one bag for $5. Then I was supposed to give my brother a bag of corn candy, because you're going to the fair, get your brother something. They were like $10 each. So I guess I can't even complain about my $5 maple corn candy when regular corn candy was like 10 bucks. My mom wanted Italian sausage. They were $12. And Robin said they weren't even that good anyways because she got one. I got a bread bowl that had corn chowder in it. I get it every year. I couldn't not get it. It was cold at this point. I needed actual real food because I had only been eating corn candy, uh, maple truffles, maple sugar cubes. Again, the Canadian in me turns up. If there's maple around, I'm freaking there and we're having a good time. Like me and maple, we're like star-crossed lovers. We just can't stop being with each other. That's me and maple. And so I just had sugar, 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 sugar all day I needed something with a substance the bread bowl was $12 $12 and guess what there was like one scoop of soup literally I took my spoon I took a bite I was like wow this soup is so good and then oh hey 
there was no more soup left. Literally. I showed Robin. I said, look at this. There is no soup left in this bowl. I just only took one bite. So I paid $12 for bread. That's it. Bread with with like milk pretty much poured over it because it was, it was corn chowder. That was it. She paid $9 for an ice cream with Jimmy's and a waffle cone. Are you kidding me? $9? I know for a fact that that ice cream and that cone is not worth $9. Her boyfriend got a regular twist ice cream and he paid $5 for it. Her ice cream should have also been $5 for what it looked like. It was huge, granted, but not worth $9. It's just ridiculous. Re ridiculous but it was all good so like whatever what are you gonna do you know uh they have like all the like the little stands and all these little kids were running around with bucket hats bucket hats were everywhere now i know bucket hats came out like about two-ish years ago two three years ago i know they were making their comeback and i told myself i would never wear one i've worn one I didn't need to go back to that. Just like the visor. I don't need to go back. I'm fine with that one staying behind. But the fair is also known for selling knockoffs. And they had like Louis Vuitton and Chanel ones. And these little kids were bopping around everywhere with their supreme Louis Vuitton bucket hats. That aren't even real. So I was determined to find one of the cute bucket hats until I kept seeing that they were $25 and like they're knockoffs. So technically I'd be getting a deal because a Chanel bucket hat is definitely like two grand, but adult Erica is like, you're not paying $25 for a knockoff Chanel hat. If I was like 15 again, where I used to go to the knockoff store and buy stuff all the time, where I'd get my nose pierced, damn straight, I would have paid $25 for that bucket hat. But grown Erica is like, you know what? It's not even worth pretending that you have a Chanel bucket hat because everyone knows that you can't afford a Chanel bucket hat. I mean, you can't even afford to go get your tooth fixed. They know that you can't afford the Chanel bucket hat. So I just let it go. I let it go. I kept looking at it. I wanted it. But I let it go. And it was a kind of fake feeling anyways. Like you looked at it and you went, that's definitely not real. And I probably could just make my own bucket hat with a cricket. And then at least if I made it with a cricket, I feel like people let that slide a little bit more because they're like, oh, you made it with your cricket. That's so cool. Instead of me being like, yeah, I bought it for $25 at the Freiburg Fair. What's popping? Not my pockets. So, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. It was actually not as cold as I thought it would be. So that was sweet. We went to um, a gambling tent. (laughs) And you know, every time someone flirts with me, I always say, still got it. Because your girl's getting up there. If I still got it, I still got it. Even though I never thought I even had it in the first place. But who cares? We're not counting that. So 
went to the gambling tent and there was a cute little dog and I just want to squeeze his little face off of his little sticker coat. And the owner clearly saw me and the, the my friend Robin talking to the dog. Just because we're talking to your dog doesn't mean I want to talk to you. I want to talk to your dog, not you. Again, dog, not you. But he was like chatting up a storm with us and the thunderbolt was next to us if you don't know what the thunderbolt is it's a ride where it sets two people or you can sit by yourself and it goes in a circle really really fast and they can like swing and then it'll turn and go backwards really fast and it'll still swing and this one wasn't called the thunderbolt because it was like an updated version one it had really cool lights and all this but that was like the ride when you were a teenager. If you ever went to the, any fairs or like Fun Town, which is our amusement park here, they have it. They still like they always played bumping music. Like whatever a hit song was at the time, the Thunderbolt was playing it. And it was like you were at a school dance, but on an amusement ride. Everyone always waited. It's like one of those rides that you don't get sick on. Even though it's turning, like it's spinning in a circle, you never get nauseous. You never get bored of it because it's always a party. Like it's fun during the day, but then at night when the lights are going, it's even better because it's like these flashing lights. You're like at a club. This is probably what made me fall in love with the club is the Thunderbolt. If you love clubs, you probably loved the Thunderbolt. That's my conclusion. You can't convince me otherwise. That's that's it. So Thunderbolt, whatever the updated name was, was playing next to us. We're in the scambling tent. And it's a game where like there's uh, like a like a bench, like a bar type of <clears throat> thing. And uh, there is a like chart and it goes from a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, and then there's like a picture at the top which represents thirty dollars, but obviously there's not a thirty dollar bill. So it'll either have like a flag or a joker on it. And you get these gold dollar coins and you can place it on your bet. And you spin the wheel or the guy spins the wheel and if it lands on the dollar amount that you bet you win that back. And Robin plays it every time we're there. Uh, my friend Sadie always plays it every time we're there. I've played it a few times, but it's not really my thing. I just watch them play it. It's whatever. But the guy that was attending it. So, because it was next to the Thunderbolt, they were playing music. Everybody, like, people were singing. He'd be like, wow, I, heard, I haven't heard this song in so long. Yada, yada. And because they were playing some old stuff and he was like, oh, this 90s song, which I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't even a 90s song, buddy. It was like definitely mid 2000s, but go off, go off. So they start playing Nelly, uh, ride with me and hello. I, of course I know all the words that song. If you were like 10 when that song came out, you know, all the words to that song. It's like Barbie girl. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the anthem. It's the anthem of the late 90s, early 2000s. Hello. Like, I just, I don't know. Everybody knows that song. 
Tell me you don't know that song. If you don't know that song, message me. Because I don't believe you. Everyone knows that song. And so I'm getting down. I'm rapping to Robin. She's my, my gang, gang, gang. My wifey, my rap partner. You know, we were getting down. We were singing the song. We were being real white. Because that's, you know, that's, that's how I look when I rap. I can keep up with the flow, but I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm awkward. I look weird, but at least I know all the words so I can keep up with it. I just, I don't look cool while I'm rapping it. Anyways, moving on. So I'm singing the song, having a good time. Cause I'm not gambling. I'm just watching her gambling. So I'm in the tent, like woohoo, sing the song. The freaking guy comes up to me and goes, wow, I can't believe you know that song. Do I look too? Like, do I look like I just was born? Of course I know that song. I, I don't even understand your question, sir. I know I just dyed my roots as well. So you may be confused that I'm not 30. That I look a good 27. But a 27-year-old would still know that song. So, I, I don't know. And I was like, uh, yeah. And I go back to singing the song, Rival song, whatever. I'm like, woohoo, jamming. He, this man comes up to me. Now, I've been told some pickup lines before in my life. And usually, my eyes are the center of the pickup line. Because that's my best feature. It, other than my butt, which I get compliments all the time on, and which is whatever. My eyes are usually the go-to for, like, a compliment to try to talk to me. And I don't mind that. I love my eyes. It might sound conceited. I think they're my best feature. I love them. I love having blue eyes. Do I love my eyebrows? Not so much. I love my eyes. I love my eyelashes. I wish my eyes sat up a little bit higher. But I still live. I still deal with that. I love the color. It's a good time. So I'm like, yeah, okay. But his, he comes up to me and goes, um, your eyes are really pretty. Are they real? Sir. Sir. And then he's like, I mean, like, are you wearing contacts? Okay. That's what you should have said. First off, don't just be like, are your eyes real? I looked at that man, man dead in the eyes and said, no, they're not. And then I was like, yeah, they're real. Because what are they, glass? Like, what am I just walking around with two glass eyes? Like, I, no, I don't see you. I didn't see your dog when I came in because I'm actually blind. I have two glass eyeballs. Of course my eyes are real, dude. I'm literally, like, I've seen contacts on people that don't have blue eyes. You can tell they're wearing contacts. Like, I know my eyes are pretty, but I didn't think they looked fake. So, I, it was a compliment. I will take it. I don't want to hate on this man too much. And even saying it now, it probably doesn't seem funny at the moment. But in the moment, it was like I was dying. Because it was just the way he said it. Like, are your eyes real? Like, he was, he was so like... Oh my god, I just can't believe that you have real eyeballs. 
And then he proceeded to give me a coin to play with to gamble. And so he was he was working real hard. He was putting in that nine to five to really get my attention. But, sir, I just, you weren't the one for me. For one, he was like 50-something years old. Nothing against age, because that's really not that, like, at, at my point in life, that's not that much older. But still, I was like, mm, let's slow the brakes here, bud. Let's, let's slow them down. You work at a fair. Even if I was attracted to you, I would never see you again. And yesterday, they're still obviously cleaning up from the fair that one of the carnival attendees stabbed another carnival attendee. So you could just be, you could have been murdered before we ever met again. Like, I don't, it would have never worked out. It just would have never worked out with us. What a shame, really, because he just thought my eyes were just so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, that was my uh, that was my weekend, that and that's just kind of how things are going. Oh my god, I need coffee. Oh, sorry. Need to take that moment, really get that yawn in. Uh, I also want to uh point out because and I am calling you guys out this time when you don't think it's about you it's about you but it's also not about you there's a few episodes because right now I'm just kind of like you know we're just doing our everyday life I'm hopefully gonna have some people on soon I know I keep saying that but things like scheduling and stuff just keeps getting off but I want to have guests very soon but I also have some really big episodes that I want to discuss. And also, if you, if there's anything you want me to discuss, again, always let me know on Instagram. Hot underscore mess underscore podcast. Or just look up Confessions of a Hot Mess. Always plug in that handle. You feel me? But right now, I've just been kind of like doing the, like the rambling and yada yadas and the for one, I have to stop saying yada yada. I don't even understand why I say that all the time. I have to stop saying it's whatever. We got to work on new words. If you got new new vocabulary for me to say too, just like throw it in that DM. Like, let me know some new words to use. Let me know some topics. But there's still a few that I like really want to cover. And it will go along with what I'm trying to get at. But like one of them is like my whole journey with the 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 V card, you know that special VIP card that I'm still carrying around. The other episode was uh me having a mental breakdown when I was describing that, so I kind of want to not be crying in the process of me discussing it. And uh also the like friendship breakup one I've been really avoiding because it's kind of about friends all together and friendship breakups and like it's gonna be a hard one because I've had a few friends they know who they are this time I am calling you out but not in a bad way I swear but I've had a lot of friends that 
think that I'm talking about them in certain situations and they have felt offended, but they're realizing that they don't need to be offended because when I am describing something, it's very vague. I'm never trying to point out anybody unless they give me like the okay to. So that's why I never use names, which I guess sometimes gets complicated when I'm telling a story, especially if I start really getting into it and I start talking facts like this and blah, 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 because I've noticed that I can talk pretty fast. So I, I know that I have to work on that and I should work on like better names to describe people so that I'm not saying that guy this person that girl like code names or using their real names but I'm just trying not to offend anybody uh honestly in my everyday life I could care I could care less I don't care who I offend because if I'm telling my truth or if I'm describing a story or whatever that's on you if you're offended by your own actions then maybe it's time to change those actions you know you feel me but I'm not trying to offend anybody on the podcast. And, you know, they also are, they're learning too. I don't think people realize that when you are very open on the internet about who you are, it's a strange world because you are being very open. And I was always someone that never liked to be open about things. I was only open with certain people, but not everyone. And so this is kind of a weird experience for me too. I'll say stuff on here or on Instagram and then I immediately regret it because I know people are reading it. I know the people that it's intended for might be reading or hearing it. The people that it's not intended for are now hearing it and reading it. And it's a very strange feeling for me to know that these people are now knowing like my secrets that I've held in for so long or things that I have feelings about and I just never shared those and it's strange and for you if that's not something you've ever related to you don't know that feeling but it's it's like it's being too open but as as someone who has to work through their traumas in life and wants to ch change and grow as a person these are things that I had to do and the podcast is one of those things sometimes you just have to do things in a strange way to help you grow and that is this from me and I'm happy big stretch <laughs> I'm happy that my friends are uh being more open to this as well and they're accepting that I'm doing these things but to the people that haven't expressed that feeling to me I promise you I am not doing things in a malicious way when I talk to you about it unless I say I don't give a fuck and I don't care what you feel this is what I'm saying then you know that I really didn't care but I am not I'm really trying not to be malicious I'm just I'm just expressing how a moment in time made me feel and I 
do have a very, very small circle of friends. I used to have a much larger one. I do have a, a, it's very tiny. It's tiny, tiny. And I do appreciate the people in my life. So when I say my friends are shit or I have no friends, it's more of like a metaphorical way because my feelings make me feel like I have no friends because I do and I've stated before that I have a few friends that live out of state now and I I tried my best to see them they try their best to see me but life is life and you can't really do anything about it things get in the way pandemic doesn't help and I have a I I'm gonna say like a not even a handful of friends that live with me so like when I not live with me but live near me so when I say I have no friends it's because I was so used to having um oh my god the Biddeford pantry is pulling up in my yard <laughs> Biddeford's a town but they uh that's not my town and they are uh just pulling up right now in my yard and it's it's really confusing I don't know I don't know what they're here for wow okay we're just gonna uh pretend that that moment didn't happen (laughs) and we're just gonna go back to it okay so wow I was like very intrigued because when a big white van pulls in your yard from a place that you uh, did not call and it's not even from your town, you get a little confused. Uh, So, (laughs) friends, I, uh, a lot of my friends were from my childhood some of them I knew since I they were born like some were younger than me so I knew them since they were born I've had a lot of those friends and then middle school I gained more and then high school I gained more and I know you don't always keep these friends and I've slowly learned that People in your life are not always going to stay in your life, whether they die or move on. That happens in life, you know, but it's just, it's very hard when you've been friends with the same people since you were like, God, like kindergarten. So like six or seven, and then the other ones you kind of gained when you were like 10 ish and were like 10 to 14 and then that was it like you strictly had these friends for your whole life and again I've gone over that I'm I was very antisocial in high school it really was painful for just me to be open so having these friends having these core people it once you start losing them it was a lot harder on me than people think I put up a front as if it wasn't until, you know, it was. And I, that's why I say that because there are certain people in my life who will 
and it's and it's not you not the ones that I'm like oh haha, I'm pointing out it's you you know that it's not you so just don't think that but there are people in my life who say that I'm like their and this is not just one person that I'm like their best friend I'm someone that they can trust and they're so happy I'm in their life but they don't actually talk to me they'll randomly tell me this and I it's like wow okay it makes me feel good but at the same time you don't really talk to me you don't we don't hang out we don't I don't know we just don't do anything we don't talk you're only talking to me if something randomly is coming up in your life which I'm glad that you still want to share your life with me but how we were as a friendship before and how we are now it's just like it just feels forced and so it feels like shitty. It feels like you have shitty friends. Because I look at all these people who have childhood friends. They are still friends with these people. Like they still do things. And they are in each other's weddings. They go to each other's like parties. Their kids hang out. They do all this stuff. And then it's like I had a core set of friends that I thought was going to be that for me. And life happens, like some got pregnant, some got married, some, you know, got new jobs and this and that. And I've always been a person that's like, especially if someone has kids like my friends, I never wanted to abandon you because you had kids. Maybe we have to do things differently. Like maybe you're just not the party friend anymore, which is fine. But I still wanted you to be my friend. I still wanted you to be in my life, even if it meant, well, now I have a kid, so we have to just kind of sit at home and not really do anything. That's fine because you're my friend. We don't have to we don't have to be spending thousands of dollars to be spending quality time or like my friends that live out of state. We text each other all the time because I don't get to see you. But you are still allowing me to be part of your life by communicating with me. And that slowly has stopped with a lot of people that I knew. And I've had some major friend breakups. I've also had friends that I've just fallen out with. Which I don't feel the same about falling out with them as I feel with the friend breakups. You know, because things happen. Some people just are not meant to be friends. And so... Some of my friends did feel offended because they thought that I was calling them bad friends. And they have every right to feel offended. I'm not mad at them for being offended because that's what being grown up is all about. Not being offended by someone else's feelings. It's about listening to what they're saying and then explaining why you do those things. And then you guys both come to a mutual agreement. And that's just kind of like, that's just my PSA for at the moment. Because when I get to that friendship episode, which, you know, I'm really just dreading to do, but I'm going to do it. It's going to probably hurt people. It's going to hurt myself. You know, I don't want to seem like I'm a victim. Though 
my podcast probably comes off as that sometimes. But again, that's just because I'm expressing feelings that I have and feelings that I felt towards people. But I am no victim. I am the villain in many stories. I'm the villain in my own story. I sabotage the shit out of myself. I do not let myself have the happy ending. I do this to my own self. So I never want anyone to think that I just assume that the world is crashing around me and I've done everything I could and I was the hero and I just still couldn't save the world. No, I was the one that first set off the bomb of actions. And maybe that's trauma talking. Maybe that's childhood like triggers and I'm still just putting myself down in the sake of others to make others feel better. Who knows? But I know that when it comes to that episode, I promise that I do not believe that I am in the right with every set like with every situation. I'm gonna tell you how I saw it through my eyes. But there's always three truths. My truth, their truth, and the actual truth. So, you know, that's uh, that's what I got to say about that. I'm sorry that I've offended people. But again, they've also learned now that everything that I say is not about them. Anything I post is not about them. It's just a generalization of situations. And they know if it is about them. But if it doesn't seem like it is, and it could be, it probably isn't about them. And that's the same that goes along with things that I post online. Like like I said last week with the Facebook, it still seems to be a situation. Don't assume that something is about you because you saw it online it doesn't mean a thing you know it it could have been about anyone it could be no one at all it could just be a thought that I had that I had to express out sometimes I just have those I just have these thoughts that I have to say out loud and I just put them online should I probably not but that's why I also write in a journal some I have to let thoughts out because if I don't, it eats away at me. And that was the problem of my younger self. I let things eat away at me. And it's destroyed me as an adult. And it's like, now I have to try to repair something that's been destroyed for a really long time. And that's what I'm working on. And that's what I'm working with. And I think my time is almost, you know up for the morning it little there's a little uh red triangle that's saying alert alert time's almost up so that means this podcast is over until next week and uh I just got a text saying that I will be recording another episode tonight, but it won't be out tonight. It'll probably be out next week. And let's, it depends on what we talk about. It could be an after dark bonus episode. So we'll see, but it will be with a guest. 
So look forward to that. You'll see the chemistry of me talking with someone else, which I'm very excited for. I don't like talking to myself sometimes because I feel like I can't be my true funny self because I can't laugh with myself. That's not as fun. So I can't wait to have a guest. So we're going to be recording that tonight. And as always, look for that episode next Thursday. And yeah, that's that's about it. So peace out. Wait. Oh, shit. I told her I was like, I'm going to get it freaking right. I didn't get it right, Robin. I'm sorry. But I love you anyways. Peace, peace. No. <laughs> I should just cut all of this. But I'm not going to cut it. Because that's the best part. Is that I cannot get this right. You know, I've said it like 6,000 times. And now I can't get it right anymore. So I'm done. This is it. We're retiring the kiss, kiss, peace out. We're going to say something different from now on. Because I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure the moment I have to say it. It just, it's like, that's how it comes out. So, kiss, kiss, peace out. Love ya, bitches.